0: Welcome everyone. You are listening to the I Am A Spartan Podcast with your host Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show. It will probably suck.
1: Scott, the Fane knows, and you are listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. And on this episode, I interview Jenny Fulmer from Idaho. She started Spartan racing this year. She ran age group and qualified for Worlds at Utah, taking the podium, and then at Tahoe, she placed first in the 40 to 49 age group. Jenny's a listener of the show, and she reached out to me said she had a story to tell, and I was more than happy to interview her. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Jenny Fulmer, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Scott. How are you doing?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. So, uh, you know, you've been really doing great in Spartan this year, so just tell us a little bit of background on yourself, like where you're from, what you do for a living. and. All
0: right. Well, I'm from Rigby, Idaho, and my living i am a nicu nurse and i've been i've been doing that for about 18 years oh wow yeah so i i love taking care of the preemie babies and that's my my second favorite thing next to racing
1: right and uh so how did you like you know start your fitness journey after you know you know getting out in the in your career world and you know, starting a family, and you, and you said you had five kids, correct?
0: Yeah, I've got five kids. Um, I think my fitness journey just goes in phases, really. You know, I've uh, always been an athlete. Growing up, I had five brothers, and I always had to compete with them and try to keep up and try to beat them at most of the things we did.
1: Right. That's a big family.
0: And yeah, yeah, it's a big family, five five brothers and one sister so. Um, so I played all sports in high school, played basketball, softball, volleyball, and my favorite was volleyball, and so I went on to college and played volleyball, and stayed in really good shape, and then I, uh, started nursing school, and that's probably when the weight came on. I think I'd gained about 30, 40 pounds through nursing school, just trying to survive.
1: Right. And after...
0: See after nursing school, then had a couple kids and just kind of fell out of uh, staying in shape. And then I I got into some online spinning classes that I really enjoyed. And in the last two years, I started lifting weights and really enjoyed uh, doing weightlifting.
1: Right. So. And it was. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: About a year ago, so I've only done Spartan, my first race was in February, Uh, about a year ago at this time, I was sitting there folding laundry and there was an episode on that had Faye standing and they were showing her in a race and doing a documentary and I hadn't really heard too much about Spartan except
1: I thought it was they were shocking people. (laughs) (laughs) Not um, those yet. <laughs> those races,
0: yeah, those, that crazy psychotic stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not interested in doing that. But I kind of got a feel for what it really was. Right. And I remember I remember watching Faye running up a hill carrying a log on her shoulder. And I thought to myself, I, that is something I can do. I can do that. <laughs> and yeah. that looks like a ton of fun. And so I just got really excited about um doing my first spartan race I, I remember that first day i think i was just on cloud nine just thinking about it and everything that went along
1: with it i was like this is this is what i want to do with the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> i think most people a lot of people get that same feeling when they do their first race so tell us about your first race where was it at
0: uh my first race was down in vegas so i signed up um, and talked to a trainer and got on board and initially just wanted to do one race. And then I found out about the trifecta thing and didn't have a clue what that was. And I thought that sounded pretty
1: cool, putting all three pieces together. Oh, yeah. So. That's how it yeah, gets you. Like a,
0: Oh, man, they're so good at
1: getting you. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. They really are. I tell you, Joe,
0: Joe's got a plan. I just thought, oh, once you get the trifecta, that's it. But then I, I found out that, no, you can increase the
1: size of your trifecta. Oh, yeah, there's all kind of <laughs> extra stuff you can do nowadays. Oh, it does. It you, goes you on, just, and you, on and on. That's right. you got to pick your poison, you know. You do. You become a Spartan addict. I, I tell people I'm a recovering Spartan
0: addict is what <laughs> I am. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, yeah, my first race was was down in Vegas and my uh, coach had kept track of my times and we figured that I might have a good chance at placing so I decided to
1: shoot for for placement down in Vegas. So you ran your um, first you you ran your first race as a competitive heat or an age group? Yeah, age group.
0: Yeah, age group competitive and we'd put my times so oh, he had this whole form and it kind of gives you an idea where you'd finish as far as time goes and my times were up there with the the top finishers so i thought yeah cool i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna try to podium why not <laughs> so that was kind of my goal going into that race and uh I ended up i think i burpee three times figuring out obstacles and never done the twister never done the rig and so figuring those out and ended up
1: taking Third at that race and oh, wow. That's awesome. And your age group is, your age group is what, 40 to 49? Yeah, 40 to 49. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and this yeah. coach you're talking about, you want to give him a shout out?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. My coach is Dan Beck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's he's been involved with it for, I think, three years now and just loves everything Spartan. And he... Yeah, he just got me hooked up and tells me he just tells me what to do and I do it.
1: <laughs> right. Well, wow, that's cool. So, what other races have you done this year?
0: Um, so I was completing my trifecta, so I went ahead and that was my super at Vegas, and then I uh, went on to do Montana, and that was my first beast, um, and then Boise was the third then i decided to try to qualify for worlds when i found out about that so then i did utah and then ended with uh
1: tahoe so you qualified for worlds at utah right yeah okay what did you think about that montana uh venue i've heard wonderful things about it and i've never been there
0: that is my absolute favorite race of all i just i was on cloud nine the whole time and i don't I don't love
1: running <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say uh, that yeah. they don't love they they say they don't love running and 90 percent of the race is usually running <laughs> yeah exactly i found that out the hard way I thought it was just a bunch of fun obstacles and then i found out there's a lot more running involved <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, you, you'll be running a mile and you're like when's the next obstacle
0: yeah, anytime, anytime. But I guess it's not a marathon, so it it can break it up and you
1: got something to do in between. So. That's right. It 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 makes you definitely appreciate trail running more, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cuz I don't yep. I'm not a high volume runner because there's just I have to travel to get to just any kind of trail to run on, so and if I run on pavement, I start hurting, so it definitely makes you appreciate trail running, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah and you're right, and it does definitely. break it up, too. I mean, you'll be surprised, you know, w- when you're running a beast and you look down, and you'll be like, dang, I'm already at mile eight, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it
0: makes the go by so much faster. I can't imagine just running on the pavement for, you
1: know, 25-plus miles. I think, yeah, <laughs> so Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I could do that. Yeah.
0: but yeah, Montana. What's so fun about it is they just kind of rope off the forest and tell you to take off and it's It's pretty fun. there's trails here and there, but you know, I just kind of like the coverage and running
1: through the the woods that had had been taped off. Yeah, most of yeah, us bushwhack. There's, there's quite no like it. Yeah, there, there's, yeah. there's the word. <laughs> there's no push down uh, you know, trail. It's if you don't look for their tape, you're gonna get lost. <laughs> because there's yeah. no footpath there at all. Yeah, or you're gonna trip on something and eat it. So you gotta watch your every step when you're running through there. <laughs> yeah. I know that that's one thing that, you know, I've had to con i I'm notorious for if there's nobody in front of me I will have to make myself constantly look for the flags. I'll say it in my in my head, look for the flags, look for the flags, you know, cuz I've gone yep. off course and, you know, gotten lost a couple of times. It's only happened once this year, but it wasn't it wasn't a long enough mistake to really matter. So <laughs> <laughs> I did it twice, so that
0: makes me feel better. I get so concentrated on looking down that all of a sudden I'll look up and Nobody
1: else is around. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, get back here!" <laughs> That's, I, yeah, you're yeah. you're right, and and a lot of times, like when you go to Utah, was probably like this. When you go to like a mountain venue, you know, you're looking down at the ground to make sure you don't break your ankle, and then that one time you look up, you you realize, "Hey, I'm up in a mountain range, and it's beautiful, and I'm missing all of it because I'm watching rocks and roots and holes on the ground." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But
0: I do a lot when I'm trail running. I think I miss a lot of the scenery because I'm trying to work on speed and worrying about too much about uh,
1: falling on my face. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so, and, and what other races did you say you did? So then, after well, then there was Utah, and I took first at Utah to qualify for Worlds. And oh then wow! Tahoe. So yeah. at, at Utah, was that a pretty stacked heat? There was there a lot of people there.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of really good competitors, um, so I I just, I didn't
1: know what to expect, you know, going into my first everything. Yeah, because um, that was one I of the live Worlds. feed videos and everything. Yeah, exactly,
0: and yeah, it was competitive, and I, I was just hoping for top ten, because I wanted to be able to go on to Worlds, um, so, you know, I was overly pleased when I got first, and. But then I went back to square one wondering what world was going to be like from, for people all over the world and what was I going to be up against there, and you know, so. But yeah, the Boise one, I did try elite at Boise in that one. I took eighth in that race. It wasn't my best race, but I was pretty happy,
1: you know, going and trying an elite for the first time. What, what was Boise? Was that a sprint? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. it was. It was
0: up and down two big hills, and then the race was over, so.
1: Yeah. well, Eighth place in Elite is not something to put down at all, though. <laughs> if, if... No, no, but
0: you're always, you're always hoping for more, and you know when it wasn't your best race either,
1: so. Did you fail anything in that race?
0: Um, <laughs> no, I didn't fail anything, but I got hung up on the, the rig at that point. That was, yeah. The rings were something that wasn't hard for me, um, and the, I was in the middle of the rig, and there was two rings. But for some reason, I'm tall. For some reason, they were so far apart, I could not swing and grab the next one. And I remember just hanging on with both hands and swinging back and forth. I think I was on that thing for over a minute because I couldn't go back. Right, and I'd have to burpee, and I'm stuck in the middle just swinging like a monkey, trying to. <laughs> trying to get that next ring, and finally was able to grab it and move on with the race, but I think I got passed on that by about five people. Just oh, man. Slunking around,
1: I guess. <laughs> well, you must have really been hanging on it to literally a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I was. I, I was on there for a little
1: while. <laughs> well, you have pretty good grip strength if you were hanging on that long. <laughs> yeah, I guess, so. It's a good thing it was a sprint. I think by the time it, it would have been a beast, I would have been finished. Yeah. <laughs> And so then after that, you went to Tahoe. After that, uh, well, the Boise and then Utah and then Montana. Yeah. And so once you found out after Utah that you qualified for Worlds, was did did you and your coach kind of ramp up your training?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He he would text me a couple days after Utah and say, "Hey, are you ready to get ready for Worlds?"
1: Ha <laughs> ha. That's
0: I'm funny. going, oh man, I'm still I'm still trying to catch my breath from Utah. What are you talking about? right I, I need a little rest and recovery, but no he was he was all kinds of gung-ho and he starts talking to me about cold water acclimation,
1: and I'm like, what what do you want me to do <laughs> <laughs> so what did, so I, what I, I, so what did you do to acclimate to the cold water? Did you start taking cold showers? Yes, I did. It was crazy. I, I didn't know anything about
0: this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you messing with me? <laughs> so I would, uh, I'd jump in high water lakes if we were out hiking and camping. And I, just, I remember the other campers were wondering who the crazy lady is out in the middle of the lake swimming. And I'd, I'd get out of the water with my Spartan
1: shirt on and then they'd just nod their heads and be like, oh, okay. Oh, she's fine. She's just training for a raise. <laughs> that's why she's crazy and I'm like, yes, I have a reason I don't just jump into the cold water just because it looks like fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real so ha- did so, yeah, about a month sorry, about a month out yeah, I
0: started doing the the cold showers and I I remember after World my first warm shower it kind of felt wrong like, am I supposed to be doing this? am I, <laughs> am I supposed to enjoy the warm water? I was just so used to the, that cold
1: water so so let me let me ask you another question. Did do you think that it helped?
0: Um. How? Yeah, I do. I think you know it was so bad up there. The water was actually warmer this year, and I think last year they said like it was close to forty.
1: That's what I heard. And
0: this year, this year I think they were saying low fifties. So it was quite a bit warmer from the previous year, but the wind up there was just ripping and there was a lot of elite athletes that were coming down off that mountain that just were in hypothermia and couldn't you know some of them had to be picked up out of the water yeah so i don't think you know it depends on where you're coming from but in idaho it's you know it's so cold here anyways but for us it's not too big of a deal but if you're coming from a pretty mild climate and you're jumping in a high water lake i don't think anything prepares you for that unless
1: you've been doing the acclimation. So, yeah, I, I think that it did help. I don't know nothing about Idaho. I just, all I know is Idaho has something to do with potatoes, and I don't know why, <laughs> but I would I would always picture Idaho being kind of like a dry farmland state. I guess that's yeah, wrong. I mean,
0: I, <laughs> all the above is right. I, just, I call it the cold tundra in the winter. It's just kind of, you know, we have beautiful summers, but it doesn't, can't, Sometimes
1: it won't start until well, June around here. And then uh, the falls are just perfect, but then December on, it's just cold tundra. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. So. <clears throat> so, uh So going into Tahoe, you know, you practice, you know, cold water training. Is there anything that you did to kind of acclimate to the elevation, you know? They say it's always harder to run at Tahoe. They say it's a... pretty much a race of who can handle the elevation better.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't prepared for the elevation. I didn't know, you know, we'd done some hiking and stuff and tried to do some trail running, but I think you've got to stay up there for like two weeks to really have the effects from it. And I'm like, I can't camp up here for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So we just uh, do a little here and there, but... I think that's one of the things that got me in that race. Um, You know, five minutes into running after we started, I just was sick. Like, I'm like, I just don't feel right. Something's up. By the time I got to the top of the mountain, I was pretty, well, I I survived the swim. But when I got out of the swim and the the wind was ripping so hard that my spear, I had missed my spear. It went halfway and kind of dove into the ground. And uh, so I was having a little elevation sickness and some hypothermia after he could be hit with the wind. Anyway, I was staggering and didn't know quite where I was. I, I remember I took my headband off to do burpees and I ran over to my husband and coach and I was trying to give it to him. And they're like, no, no, you, you got to get in the burpee box. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to stagger over and
1: find where the burpee box was again. <laughs> And it sounds like oh, you about yeah. lost it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever
0: ran so fast off a mountain before. I think that's where I made up for some of my uh, obstacles. I, I didn't hit the spear, and then I uh, twist, or i gotten on one that, you know, if you don't pick a lane where it's uh, uh, sticking down after the truss that they have. Yeah. I got stuck in the middle trying to...
1: Pull it around, um, pull it, it down. That. And, there's, yeah, I hung
0: there for, you know, 20 seconds. And there's nothing I could do
1: to reach up and, and get it to come around. So, anyways. Yeah, that's that's, one, that's one thing I always do when I, when I run up on Twister. I kind of try to eye all the pipes going down. And I don't care where the first one's at because, you know, you turn it yourself. But I try to at least see if the handles are at least halfway down. You don't want one that's, you know, at 12 o'clock at, at all, you know, because then you got to yeah. really fight to spin it around down to you. Yeah, you
0: really do. And I remember seeing it and knowing that it was there, but all the other lanes were full and I mm-hmm. the wind was ripping and I was not in my
1: right... I'm like, I just want to get out of here. So
0: I <laughs> took off on it. And
1: <laughs> I heard a lot of people oh, failed that twister just because their hands were still so cold from getting wet. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it was definitely hard to grip uh, after that cold water swim.
1: So after that... How did the rest of the race go?
0: Well, I was I was pretty frustrated, you know, failing the two obstacles at the top, not feeling good. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm at, you know, as far as time goes. But my coach and husband reassured me. They're like, no, no, you're making good time. Just keep going. You're fine. I'm like, okay. So, anyways, I was so cold <laughs> coming off that mountain. Like I said, I don't think I've ever ran so fast. So I think I... I got quite a bit
1: of time just because I wanted to get out of there.
0: <laughs> and, uh, boy, after that, let's see. The only other one I can remember is the, what is that one that, the monkey? Oh, the ape
1: hanger. Ape hanger.
0: Yeah. So that was the first time I ever tried the ape hanger. And so I don't think they, do they have that in most races?
1: Um, I believe the only races they do that at is, they do it at Worlds in Tahoe, and they do it at Palmerton in Pennsylvania. Okay.
0: Yeah, so that was one, even on a good day, I'm not sure. I got, you know, two from the top,
1: but by that time, I was like, I've got nothing left. <laughs> oh. Was that towards so. the end of the race, or was that like at the halfway point? Oh, it was about three-fourths. It was before
0: we had two major hills to climb, we had done our first one. The second one wasn't as big. Right. But it was down down where the spectators were, back in the arena, before we took off for our last climb. So I, I think it was about three-fourths the way through. So, but yeah, then after, after that, I just had a second hill climb, and... Uh, and it was pretty technical coming down out of
1: there. How were the carries on that race? Were they pretty bad, too?
0: Oh, I like carries. They they weren't too bad.
1: I like buckets. So, I'm not crazy about sandbags.
0: I'm the other way. I like the sand. The,
1: get the bucket. <laughs> My shoulder gets really tired because when I'm holding the the sandbag up it it, you know i'm always reaching my arm up with it to and i'm sitting here doing the motion and like nobody can see me and uh, my shoulder always gets (laughs) tired by trying to just hold the bag on my shoulder so it doesn't roll off i mean right but a long bucket i'll take it any day oh man i just i don't know i guess it's it's one of the obstacles that people hate the most, and that makes me want to do it more, I guess. I don't know. More, yeah. It
0: puts that much more of a challenge. You know, it gets pretty tough on your lower back after
1: it a does. certain amount of time. It does. It gets,
0: it gets pretty tired. I think, well, I would usually like the sandbag, but that was the first
1: time I did a double, Ooh. sandbag carry. What would you think about that? Oh, that was brutal. I I, I thought I was, you know, that's kind of one of my strengths. I think, as a
0: sandbag, and then I, put, I think it was a balancing act more than anything else. Was yeah. you know just trying to situate the darn things and being able to take off. And you know, if you drop it, you're done. Oh
1: trying to yeah, figure that's that the again. worst. I dropped one at Lake Lanier last year, and it was all you could do to just get them back up and get centuated with it. I I never could get it back up. I finally just had to end up carrying it in my arms the rest of the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you get in the most awkward position possible with those down bags
1: just to try to keep them on. Right. I saw one where, of course, at Lake Lanier, you had the two longer, like, ruck bags. And I saw this one guy he had he he taken them and he had twisted two together and put them like around his neck so the right bag had kind of twisted around the left bag and it kind of locked them in by their weight around and I mean his hands were free I mean it just looked it looked oh. very comfortable but Yeah know. that's really smart that's a good way to do it I mean I've never yeah, tried it but it. in theory it looked like a good idea <laughs> sounds good to me i'll try it next time i'll right. stop and tie them together and take off <laughs> all right so tell us how that race ended up being
0: um well i ended up taking the first in my age group i didn't you know i came down out of there and wasn't sure and i remember just getting to the finish line and you know giving my husband the biggest hug i think i've ever given them and then just tears there's all the emotion of everything and maybe more relief than
1: anything else that you're finally done with that man i want to go to tahoe every time i hear somebody talk about tahoe it just makes me want to do it more just because it's so hard and breathing the air and how cold it is it just sounds like a really good time out there (laughs) so how did you brutal though so how did you feel after completing that race, and then you went to the results tent and figured out you got first?
0: You know, I was, uh, I was pretty excited. I it was, you know, everything that I had worked for, and it was my goal. It was never my goal initially when I started this thing. I just wanted to do a Spartan race.
1: but right.
0: It kind of just evolved race after race into the reality that that, you know, was turned into my goal. And so you know, I think there was just a huge relief more than anything um, that after all the hours and training day after day and all the crazy stuff I did that it had had finally paid off and then I'd reached my goal so yeah it was uh it was a pretty amazing feeling
1: a bit. So, I saw this picture on your Facebook where you're sitting in front of this table, and there's a pizza, there's this huge uh, plate of nachos, <laughs> and there was something else, too. And I was like, and I, was, I saw that picture, I was like, I wonder if that was like a post-race dinner. Because <laughs> it was a huge amount of food, and you were on one side of the booth all by yourself. But it wasn't just me. I, I my <laughs> wasn't in the picture of course it looked like it was just me but i'm not <laughs> gonna lie I, I pounded that pretty good <laughs> it looked like a really good meal i was like dang look at all this food
0: yeah yeah i'll definitely make up for lost time after the race i
1: don't hold back <laughs> <laughs> so did you run the second day or did you just run that day
0: oh just that day i hear about people that go back I, that's another thing that you know i didn't know until a towards the end of the season that people are crazy they they go back for more like the next day and they you know they'll do their trifectas in a full weekend and oh I'm yeah like, oh, it takes me a week to recover and even want to work out again
1: yeah i'm the same way i usually just kind of grin and bear it and i'm still resting up for the ultra i did a few weeks ago my workouts and runs have been just total crap <laughs> i bet i I can't even imagine. I think that's my
0: next goal. I I saw that you'd done that, and that's those are so impressive when people do those. But yeah,
1: I, the recovery's got to be weeks before you even feel halfway decent. <laughs> yeah, it is, especially when you, you're not used to running that far. It takes a while to get over it. I'm still aching mm-hmm. a little bit, but I tell you what, if if you're thinking about doing an ultra, I suggest you know you do it, and you know the more you can train for it, the better, of course. But Man, that is fun, just going in the long haul all day long and getting it done. That's fun. its It's like you get that same, you know, euphoric when you cross the finish line, you know. It's it's even euphoric when you finish the first lap and you come to the drop bin. You're like, hey, I'm halfway done, you know. It's a really awesome feeling finishing an ultra. I enjoy it a lot, even though my body hates it. Yeah, exactly, even though
0: you're still now paying
1: for it. (laughs) <laughs> that's right um, how many how many miles did you uh, get up to before you did it what was the longest you've gone um probably my longest training run ever has been like 17 miles at one time most of the time it, it I try to get in on a perfect on a perfect week I would get probably 30 miles a weekend but just aches and pains of kind of kept me from doing that so i probably was running less than 20 miles a week getting ready for that ultra ultra i just did it's oh, wow. so like i said i it's it's not the wise thing to do at all cause <laughs> like i i'm still yeah. kind of having a problem with my ankle but i can push through it but I, it's going to catch up with me i know it is yeah. And we're going yeah. we're going to Florida this weekend and running the beast and sprint there too. So, I I'm probably run too many races. Yeah. Oh wow, that's <laughs> they, impressive. They say you should have like A races, and I pretty much just go out there and just be like, "Hey, I'm happy with a C average." <laughs> 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 Yeah, well, at least you're showing up and doing it. That's, how many races have you done this year? I don't know. I think by the time I finish this weekend, it'll be like 20-something. 20- oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. That's wow. I just I just like going out and doing them, you know? I mean, you know, if I do good at the race, that's just a bonus. I'm out there because I just love doing the races, you know? I mean, yeah. if, if it's a poor if yeah. it's a bad race and I fail five obstacles... It doesn't matter. I'd rather be out there than seeing everybody's Facebook post about they're having a good time at the race while I'm sitting at the house watching TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're out there living and doing it. And I'll probably so have to some get some. are definitely better than others. That's right. In about 15 years, I'll probably have to get two knee replacements or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you can probably just count on it, budget for it now. <laughs> yeah, but I have some good stories to tell, right? Exactly you got to live along the way. I actually have a I've got a double lumbar fusion that I had four years ago. Ooh see now that would scare me if I've had like a yeah. neck injury or a back injury in the past and then I mm-hmm. and then I started doing stuff like this I would be like really paranoid to yeah. aggravate <laughs> something like that again because I'm not kidding you I pulled I threw my back out doing kettlebell swings. And, like, I couldn't bend over, like, within an hour. And I said, all right, that's the last time I do a kettlebell swing. I mean, that's just kind of the person I am, you know. Yeah, you're like, I'm done tapping out. That yeah. not worth it. And people were like, a kettlebell, this swings, that's just the perfect exercise. Not for this homeboy. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was yeah. laying on the ground. I was like, man, I'm not doing those anymore. It's, it was awful. I don't want that pain you're again. Like never, never again. No. And, I, and I can't blame the exercise. I'm blaming myself because I'm sure I either started off cold or I had a bad form. I don't want to take a chance in doing that ever again. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's things you don't want to do twice. That would be one of them. Heck no, I do not want to do it twice. So yeah. uh, tell us about, like, how do you find – you said you had a coach. How did you have – time to, to train for these races because like i said you know you got a full-time job you got five kids
0: yeah well my job is actually i just do uh, about two or three times a month to keep my license so that actually opens up my schedule
1: right um but i just i have to get up
0: early and i love doing it. you know working out early it's just it sets my day in, in the right frame of mind, and I just have so much more energy. So I'll get up, you know, 4.35, Get I'll uh, I'll work out two, three hours. You know, when we are getting closer to Worlds, it was probably
1: four. The 4 a.m. Um, club.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, four, I'd work out four hours. I don't think I ever got up at four. 4.30 might have been the
1: earliest. <laughs> yeah, you work out four hours? Yeah, when we got close to Worlds, that's, you know, I put in three and a half, Four hour, yeah. I think my last run was about four hours. Oh, oh, oh. Running. I thought you were talking about every day you would work out four hours.
0: No, I'd have probably average two or three hours.
1: Wow, that's still a pretty good bit, though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, Monday through Saturday. So just if you wake up and knock it out, for me,
1: anyways, then you don't even have time to think about it. But yeah, the, the 4 a.m. club, that's what I don't, i just happened to go across Mark Wahlberg's Instagram, and he's always talking about 4 a.m. club, and he's getting up and working out and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's something to it. I never used to be a morning person until I started training for
1: this, and I don't think I'll ever go back. I I used to do that. I wish I could get back into it. It seems like nowadays I just want to get a little bit more sleep. (laughs) It's so hard to get up early and do that. You do have, and it's like you said, you have to get used to it, you know. And going to bed early helps, which always seems to be a problem for me. Yeah, about 9.30, I'm I'm done. (laughs) Right. Okay, so when you, so you said a minute ago when you finished your first race that you knew that's what you were supposed to be doing, like, the rest of your life. So (laughs) was there anything about that race that... Like, when, when you were running that race, did you know that you were in a podium spot before you crossed the finish line on the first one?
0: Um, yeah, I think I had a pretty good idea because I would, I, after we'd taken off, I, I like to lead out. I think it really helps me mentally to just push out in the front. I'm not a, a chaser. Like, I just can't come up from behind and, and get a good push. But if I, I'm out in front, then I, you know, kind of know where my standing is. So I like to get out there, and I didn't know... Well, it's kind of funny, that Vegas race, I uh, don't remember anybody passing me. So when I got to the finish line, I thought that I was first, and um, then we went over, and actually, what, the screen came up, and it told me I was first. Um, so <laughs> we, I went to... Uh, they announced the podium, and I had this weird feeling that I wasn't. I'm like, I don't know. Something doesn't feel Right. And when they announced it, the third place, um, they announced me first. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of had this feeling. So I actually ended up taking third when I thought I was first. Huh. Um, so it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't go stand on the first place.
1: And they had to move me down. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened there, you but, know? Um, I don't think some
0: of the other runners or results had come in. In um, their, And I remember their system.
1: They were having really had problems because so many people oh. are on their phones. And oh, with the tracking system. In. Yeah. Mm. They, so, was there not a good signal out there or something? What's that? Was there not a good signal out there at Vegas?
0: No, no. It was for a little bit. It was completely shut
1: down. Oh, wow. So,
0: yeah, they did struggle at that race, I remember, more than the other ones. Mm-hmm. But
1: looking back on the tapes, it's when I was doing my burpees. <laughs> Oh, But I had a oh, it was Rachel. I think Rachel Hamrick. Yeah, is that one. But Kim, Kim Cole, she passed me. I think when I had a failed the twister, I'm like, oh, oh that's where I got taken. <laughs> Rachel's really cool. I interviewed her. uh, oh, I can't remember what episode it was, but she's a really cool chick. Yeah, she seems like it. Yeah. We got to run, but she oh, yeah. she did her first ultra in uh, South Carolina uh, a few weeks ago, and we actually uh, me and uh, Brian we we uh, caught up with her. I think she she had failed something. I can't remember what it was, but we had caught up with her, and we run we run run with each other for a little while. So it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. She just is an amazing shape and a great athlete. So yeah,
0: it's
1: fun to compete with these guys that are so good. Yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot of competition out there, and it's starting to get to where the women's side is, you know, just as competitive as the men's, and it's, you know, you know, a lot of good athletes are getting there too. Yeah, yeah, and it's impressive, and it's impressive
0: uh, age-wise. It seems like some people peak in their 40s or, you know, late 30s,
1: which I never would have thought, but, yeah. yeah. I know I'm next committed. year I go to the – 40 to 44 age bracket so yeah, it definitely gets harder more competitive in that age bracket for the men so yeah. it's going to be harder yeah. for me <laughs> that one that one's going to be a tough one because that's what it, the men that are just doing amazing it seems like when they hit 40 yeah. i don't know what it is but this is more they said that, they say out. that you have more endurance the older you get you know I guess you have at least a Cut better running en- engine or something. For like longer races and all, they just say, you know, got better better endurance for it than these younger huh. kids. That's interesting. <clears throat> but you know, they we'll see how it all turns out because next year they split the forty to forty nine to forty to forty four and forty five to forty nine, so Yeah. So what do you think of that? Um I think it's cool. You know, I think it puts more fairness across the board. I think some people are a little, they're on the fence where they think it'll be better to recognize, you know, more people in the age group. But they also think, I know from a women's standpoint, I've heard complaints that it's not going to be as competitive in the women's field.
0: I agree with both the things you just said. Those are the two thoughts I had. I'm like, it's awesome that they can give more people opportunities, but is
1: it going to be as competitive? Where the age division so tight? So that's right. I mean, I I agree, but and here's an issue with it too. I mean, I mean, there's just not as many women out there that are that are running competitively. Because I mean, there'll be some age groups where there only be one or two like the younger age groups the really young ones there won't be nobody getting on the podium because nobody running the age group at all it's a, a lot of the women fem, uh, women they will run elite and i've even noticed that the elite heats will be really small at certain like races that aren't real big that aren't tv races you know i think in, in atlanta i was watching the the female elite go off on sunday which was the second day sprint and I bet there wasn't 20, 20 women in it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. on the women's side, right. I think it might not be as competitive in 40 to 49. But I yeah. think I think they've got enough competition in the men's side, 30 to 39 and 40 to 49, that there'll be plenty of competition on both halves of that bracket. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That with the women they might have one or two in some of those age divisions. <laughs> yeah, because I think maybe the smallest age group heat I've gotten in this year, it, it might have been like 60 people in the heat. And I remember when we went to Pennsylvania, there was two waves of 30 to 39. One was all 30 to 39 male, and then the next heat behind us was 30 to 39 male and female. There was a bunch there. So I mean for the males it's probably a good thing. I think one thing they should have done also with the way they split the age groups up is I think they should have done a little bit more for the fifty plus. Because you're talking about somebody that's fifty one, you know, running against somebody that's sixty one. I mean Oh yeah. That's I mean there's a big difference there. A huge difference. Oh, it gets, yeah, the difference gets bigger and bigger. I think
0: the older you get, it's not the, you know, 30 to 40, whatever. Yeah. all
1: kinds, but yeah, there's, that is a huge difference. And, I mean, and then they've got this small little window, I think it's, is like 14 to 17, I think is the first age group. Mm-hmm. You know, that's such a small little age group there. You think they'd put some more love on the top end, like. You know, 50 to 55 and 55 to 60 and then do maybe 60 plus, you know? Yeah. I think that would. Yeah,
0: probably won't get much over 70, but maybe they should start it at 60.
1: Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what I think. Because there's still a lot of people in their 50s that are good that are still out there running. Yeah sure for sure i hope
0: i'm still doing it at
1: that. age i hope yeah. i am too i'm probably i'm probably not far from an overuse injury <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm gonna i'm gonna I'll try go to keep there with my, what's that? i'm gonna try to keep hammering them out as long as i can uh i'm gonna take some time to recover after this weekend and hopefully come back next year strong the season starts up early earlier than this season did because Jacksonville moved to February. So that'll be my first race for next year. February. What are your plans for the next season? Well, that's a good question. That's what, that's what everybody wants to know. What are you going to do now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you placed first in worlds at Tahoe. Are yeah. you going to try to, you going to stick with age group? Or are you going to try to dab, dab in the elite a little bit?
0: Well, I don't know. I, I love it so much, but it took, you know, it took everything that I had. I think, you know, I was really almost obsessed with it. Like I
1: said, I'm a recovering addict. So, <laughs> so, but, you, so you are know, you saying family, you're going to try to wean yourself off of Spartan next yeah, year? Yeah,
0: oh, it was a drug, I tell you. I, <laughs> I was having withdrawals for a month or two and didn't know
1: what to do with myself. <laughs> it's a rush. It is.
0: it is. It is. It is. It's something. But you know, my my family took a kind of a back burner to everything, and that was uh, I don't I don't know if I could function on that high of a level. Right. So some people can do it and balance everything, and I just know for myself that that's where my mind was. That's where my heart was. And I tried my best to make everything happen, but I know it. I just I couldn't do everything. So I think I'm going to pick out those races that I enjoy. And when it gets closer to Utah, I think I'll decide um, if I want to compete at Worlds again. I don't know. I don't know if I could compete in the league. I think at Worlds, I would have placed about 25th. Um, and then in, That's still it, well, good. in Utah... Though yeah but i don't know if it, i could qualify like
1: so at utah i'd have right. to i think i got about 17th and i think i have to get top 10
0: so for me to qualify in elites for worlds would it would take even that much
1: more yeah they i think so, for 2019 they are going to change the way you qualify again that's the that's the rumor they're going to make wow. it easier to qualify and it's supposed to be simpler because it was super complicating this year, and this year was the first time they did it like that. So in in 2017, if you run elite, top 10 got a coin to go to world championships. And if there was somebody like, let's say, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth had earned a coin at a race and some other time, then it rolled down to, you know, to To fifteenth place, you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That was the way they did it in previous years. Last year or this year was the first year they actually changed how you qualify for world championship. Oh, so they may change it again. Yeah, so that was that was a little simpler to keep up with. Of course, you never knew unless you kept up with the list. You never knew who in the top ten had a coin. You know, there were some races where the coin would roll down to, like, 20th place. I know the oh. in 2017, when I earned mine, I think I was 22nd, and I was the last person to get a coin at that race. And you got to go. So. That's
0: interesting, they did it that way, so maybe it'll change, I'll, I'll watch that. I think another thing is financially, I don't know how you afford to,
1: Go to all these races I think we budgeted out and we spent like well let me we're tell you dollars on this floor, and I'm, like, I I'm pretty I cheap doing this. I know a lot of good tricks on how to save money you know what I think like the first year I bought my pass in like maybe 2015 I was like scalping my spectator pass because you get a free spectator pass with it and I'd go up there and people were standing in line to pay 25 bucks to get a spectator pass, I'll be like, hey, I got a free one. I'll give it to you for 10 bucks." <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty cheap. So, you yeah, know, the best. It, around it. That's right. If you're planning on doing a lot of races, it totally is beneficial to get the season pass. Now, if you're not planning on doing that, I would say just to buy a trifecta pass. If you don't think you're going to do more than. Six races, I think they got like a double traffic to pass. So. Mm-hmm. You can save a lot of money by doing that. That, and I stay in pretty cheap motels, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, the races are, you know, it's one thing, but by the time you, you pay your gas, your travel, your food, and oh, you yeah. come home and you're like, five, six hundred bucks later, you're like, I just went and did a race. <laughs>
1: yeah. It definitely so add, adds up. up. And, like, if I didn't have a car that was paid for that's, I hope it lasts a lot longer. It's almost got 200,000 miles on it. So I hope it lasts a lot longer. But if I didn't have a car that was paid for and a really cool job that has, you know, great vacation time, I mean, all my extra and free money pretty much goes to this. So, I mean, it's just what I'm passionate about. And like I said, I I mean, I don't have any kids or, you know, and I'm, I'm not married yet. And so... It's it's easy for well, me to... My kids are taking all my money. <laughs> <laughs> See? I tell you. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't even imagine, you know. I mean, if if I had a kid, I, I would probably be just fat and sassy and just supporting what my kids were doing, you know. Because I don't think, if I had yeah. a kid, I don't think I would have the energy to, you know, if I was just watching kids, you know, I mean... It's, it that's a, that's a job, that's a workout in itself, you know, and some people are really oh, good yeah. at it, but I don't, yeah. I, I just haven't done it a lot. So to me, it's kind of, it, it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about them and my attention's always there. My girlfriend's got a couple of kids and I've watched them a few times and, and one of them's three. And I swear sometimes I'd rather do a Spartan <laughs> race than watch him for the day. Cause I mean, he's a, he, he's a workout, <laughs> you know? For somebody yeah. who's never had kids, woo! <laughs> <laughs> it
0: is a workout. I'd like to say that, you know, I talked about that weight that I gained, 40 pounds, and it wasn't until I had five
1: kids that it all came off. It wasn't Spartan races. It was those darn kids. <laughs> Man, with five kids, I bet you rarely had time to sit down until they all went to sleep, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I tell
1: everyone I didn't have time to use the bathroom, so I don't know about eating. <laughs> so you pull them in there with you. Just stay still, so I can use the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't even bother <laughs> shutting the door anymore. That just is a waste of time. <laughs> They'll find you. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I got it. We're getting close on time, but I always have questions that I like to ask everybody. And so, and, and you told me that Montana was your favorite race. Uh, But what would you say was probably your race that you disliked the most out of the ones you've (laughs) done so far?
0: Well, uh, when I got done with Vegas, I kind of hated it.
1: (laughs) And that was your first race.
0: That was was my first race. I was so excited, so stoked for this, you know, this experience that I had seen on TV and it was going to be like this and this is what I was supposed to do and I was going to be great at it, you know. And I just picture the obstacles being so much fun, but when you're in race mode and you're just, you know, spits flying everywhere, your lungs are burning, and yeah. you're trying to play. And those obstacles, I guess, were really obstacles. Like I'm like, oh crap, here comes another one. And you know, by the time I got done, I just, uh, I think the uh, the vision of it, the reality was a whole other, <laughs> it was a whole other ball game out there. And you know the. There was a lot of sand and it was really exposed in the desert um, and so I got done and I'm like you know my coach
1: was like how'd you like it how'd you feel about that and I'm like I don't know, I don't <laughs> know. I'm not sure <laughs> but I had already
0: signed up for my trifecta and and thankfully montana was my my second one and I'm like okay I'm hooked I'm I'm good to go and, and there's always that that race where you think oh what could I do more how can I get better and i think it just
1: gets in your blood yeah and yeah montana's such a pretty race in all the pictures i see it just looks like a very pretty race to go to
0: yeah if you ever get out this way that's the one to do i you know i haven't been to tons of other ones but i will always do that
1: one (laughs) right so, what is, like, your your race ritual? Like, it's Friday night, what are you doing? It's Saturday morning, what are you doing? You know, what do you do after the race to recover? What's your routine for when you go into a race weekend? Oh, well, you know, I just try not to do anything stupid. <laughs> good, uh, good motto. <laughs> I think that's all that there is to it. <laughs> Okay. 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 I got to ask this question. What qualifies (laughs) as stupid before a race? Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is, well, I did one, I did one
0: triathlon and it was about eight years ago and that's probably my first race. Um, anyways, so I'm getting all nervous and I'm worried about, you know, if I've got to use the bathroom and what am I going to do on, you know, on the run if I've got to go. So then I take, uh, some laxative to just, get everything cleared out. You don't have to worry about it. So I think two days before, I'm like trying to clear. (laughs) And then I start
1: worrying that that's going to happen on the race. (laughs) then I take like an anti-diarrheal thing (laughs) and
0: does the opposite.
1: (laughs) That's funny. I I don't know. I think my system was like, what in the world
0: are you doing? Thankfully, (laughs) nothing too crazy happened.
1: So I I
0: ended up winning that race. So maybe that's that's the secret. Maybe I should keep with that one. But (laughs) you get so worked up. And it's just like calm down and just do what you usually do. Because you're going to freak your body out doing
1: this weird stuff. Racer tips. Purge the week before a race. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (sighs) (laughs) So yeah, that's my motto. Just keep it Keep calm and don't do
1: anything dumb. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So what would you say is your favorite obstacle and what's your work and the obstacle you dread the most and, and why? Oh, man, my favorite
0: obstacle. You know, I love the rig. I just like swinging from ring to ring and just film just kind of like a monkey up there and yeah, that's a that's a great feeling. It took me a while to figure that out and accomplish it, but once I got it, I like that one and oh, uh, the one I don't like the most. Let's see. Oh, that's a tough one. I think I get most nervous for the
1: spear, but maybe yes. the
0: bucket carry. That darn bucket carry with the just the
1: tension on the lower back. Yeah. Probably my least favorite. Yeah, for having, you said you had a lumbar fuse, too? Yeah, that may be why. <laughs> so does it make you nervous to carry that that weight, and then it gets in your lower back? Do you worry about that? I would. Oh, I try not to. My husband has a stroke when I do all this stuff. <laughs> oh, really? So, he, so he's not yeah. a supportive mate? <laughs> oh, no,
0: he is definitely over-supportive, but he just worries about my back. You know, the two things my doctor told me not to do... Uh, when, after I had surgery, was running and volleyball. And I still do both. I, <laughs> I've i done both for years, and I can't quit. And I said, you know, I might go down in a wheelchair,
1: but I, I'm i going to probably live it up until then. <laughs> just because doctors, and I'm sure you know this from being a nurse, just because doctors go to school and for a really, really long time, they don't always know best. Yeah,
0: Yeah, <laughs> you just have to know your body, and, you know, when I starting to hurt i i quit but i think i've gotten
1: stronger my core and stuff i actually think in some ways it's helped oh yeah my back or if, if i didn't do this stuff i think i'd
0: definitely be worse off so that, you know there's a catch-22 to overdoing it but still you know you got you got to
1: live and you got to stay strong and keep pushing too that's right you definitely got to eat some cake every once in a while too you got to live oh, a little yeah got to live a yeah little... that's why you do it that's right <laughs> well hey I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us today uh, I'm all out of questions is there anything you want to add
0: um, no I don't think so I just think that it's a, a great sport and I just love hearing. I, I think I love hearing people's stories about how they get into it and how they stay motivated and you know and that's why I enjoy your podcast so much is that you get to hear uh, other people and, and real life
1: stories. So. Well, I appreciate you listening to it. And let me ask you another question since you just said that. What helps you stay motivated?
0: Um, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but fear is a little bit of a motivator for me. I don't ever want to go back to, to being out of shape, to not feeling good, um, you know, I, I just get such a high and a rush off of it that that's kind of what gets me going first
1: thing in the morning. Is I just I don't ever want to go back. I just want to go forward. That's a good motto to live by. Yeah, it's worked so far. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and, and we will see you at a race.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks for
1: the interview. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. I want to thank Jenny again for taking the time to talk to us, and I want to thank her again for being a listener, and if there's any other listeners out there that may have a story to tell, uh, message me, and maybe we can make it happen. Uh, Also, leave us a review. You leave a review, I will read it. I got a new review, speaking of. It was on the Podbean app, and the person who left the review is pbg5125b47. I don't know how you say that, but that's who it is. And it says, love the podcast. Tony is so inspirational. Makes me want to do my first ultra. Living in the West makes it hard to meet all these great people I listen to. Thank you, PBG5125B47. Try to say that three times fast. Anyway, yes, I need to get out West and do some races out there. It's a little harder for me to travel out there, but... Man, I want to get out there and just do some races on the different side of the country in general. Anyway, I will be at Central Florida Beast this weekend. Uh, Me and my girlfriend Leanne's going down there. So if you see me down there, come up to me and say what's up. always enjoy talking to the listeners. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave a review. Tell me how much we suck. I will read it. And we will see you at the next race. Peace.